Hello, welcome to Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy the story. Academy Days, Episode 9, Palm Trees and Limousines. What's wrong? Mom paused in the kitchen doorway with a stack of folded dish towels in her hands. What? Carmen said, pushing her phone beneath her physics book. Mom raised her eyebrows. Never mind, she said, and opened a drawer near the sink. You were staring at a blank screen, that's all. Carmen penciled some numbers into her notebook. Of course. Maybe you were just staring at the reflection of your own beautiful face. Mom shut the drawer and grabbed a coffee mug from the dish drainer. Or maybe you were cleaning off the day's finger smudges. She poured hot water into the mug from the tea kettle and dunked in a sleepy time tea bag. Or maybe you were waiting for a boy. Mom, you know that whole personal ethics thing you have? Carmen didn't meet her mother's eyes as she slid the cover off a calculator. Uh Uh-huh. Well, right now, could you please observe number five on that list? Carmen plugged in some numbers, knowing she'd have to redo the whole problem over again because she couldn't concentrate. You don't want me to pry, Mom said, and I won't. But don't forget number one on that list. Are you safe? Carmen rolled her eyes. I'm sitting in my kitchen doing homework and talking to my mother. I'm not sure how I could be much safer, unless we could manage to move this trailer up to Villette Hill. Mom sat down across from Carmen. I just mean, well, take number 15. It's more specific to your mental and emotional safety. Are you emotionally safe, honey, because sometimes young people get so caught up? Mom, how long is your personal ethics list? Carmen watched her mom cup hands around her mug. Bags were under her mom's eyes, and the lines from her nose to her chin seemed deeper tonight. The personal ethics list apparently didn't keep her mom from worrying. Mom sighed. It seems to grow as you do. I mean, when you were in kindergarten. It was pretty simple, and only ten items long. Mom dipped her spoon into her tea and brought up the tea bag, only to lower it again. You wouldn't want to just let me bundle you up in bubble wrap, would you? Carmen shook her head. What about number ten? It's an original. Don't smother Carmen. Mom smiled. You're right. That was almost number one on the list. Carmen rolled the eraser end of her pencil across the note page. Thank you for not doing that, smothering me. Mom nodded. You have Nana to thank for that save. Nana. Gone for two years now, and Carmen and her mother still talked of her almost every day. Nana, who'd stenciled the flamingo on the front door and bought the flamingo lawn ornaments on eBay for a song. She'd spent hours on her knees painting the trailer skirting pink and gabbing with the neighborhood woman who came to watch. Nana's tropical paradise looked silly in the middle of northern snowstorms and ridiculous in the crumpled heat of a trailer court summer. 
but even spring drizzle didn't keep Nana from brainstorming ways to grow her own palm tree this far north. She'd still been researching possibilities up until the week she'd died. I'm thinking of painting a palm tree on the back door, Mom said, like she'd been thinking about Nana, too. Carmen didn't answer. She didn't really want to encourage the idea. Mom sipped her tea while Carmen worked, and Carmen didn't really mind the quiet company, until her phone finally rang. She fished it out from beneath her textbook and stood up, using the back of the chair as leverage. You don't have to leave, Mom said. She grinned. I don't mind. Carmen tossed her head and braced her hand against the doorframe of the kitchen. Her left hip hurt today, really hurt, but she didn't bother with the wheelchair. Instead, she used the wall of the narrow hallway to steady herself as she made her way to her bedroom. Hello? Carmen answered the phone as she entered her room. Debate was great today, right? We slaughtered Team B. Carmen reined in her thoughts. Ira had actually called her, hadn't bothered with hello, had started in on debate immediately, but he had called her. Harper even shook my hand, Carmen said, and you know how competitive Harper is. You impressed everybody with that rebuttal. Harper would rather lose than have an easy win. So, what was up with you this morning? What's the mystery? Listen to this, Carmen said, settling onto her bed. She leaned against the wall, and all the old comfortable friend feelings came back, the ones she'd had since ninth grade, the ones that were way less painful than what she'd felt all last summer. Carmen related everything that had happened that morning, including the odd message carved into the table. I still can't believe you got into the attic, or that the school told you to use an antique elevator. I want to go up. Think we could tomorrow before homeroom? Carmen bit her lip. Mrs. Cowan will probably be in the lobby when I get there. I doubt she'll let me ride up alone again. And if she doesn't ride with me, Miss Mallory probably will. I doubt they'd be up for attic exploration. Wait a minute. This could be our term project for history. Mr. Pella said one of the options was a topic connected to local history. Maybe we could get permission to go up to the attic if it was for research. Do you know anything else about the building? Think we could get a whole project out of it? He wanted to do the project with her? Mr. Pella had said they could do the project in pairs. And now Ira was suggesting they work together. Carmen? Oh, yeah. I just know it used to be some kind of factory. So let's find out more. I bet the public library and the newspaper archives have information. Carmen's mom knocked on the door and held up the time brightly displayed on her cell phone. Gotta go, Ira, Carmen said. As she said goodbye, her mother leaned in the doorway, a smile dancing across her lips and away again, only to return in a full grin as Carmen hung up. It was a boy. Just Ira, Carmen said, tossing a pillow at her mom. Only Ira, Mom said, turning away, a laugh in her words. Oh, Carmen. Friday morning, Carmen scanned the street as Mom pulled up in front of ECA. No lemo. Ira met Carmen on the sidewalk and walked beside her into the school. I have a plan, he said, and pulled a container out of his backpack. Mom's bread pudding. 
Miss Mallory has been begging for the recipe since Mom brought it to the spring potluck last year. You're going to bribe Miss Mallory to let us go up into the attic? Carmen asked. Is that ethical? This isn't debate club, and it's not bribery. Miss Mallory loves it when my mom makes her food. She keeps asking mom to be her assistant chef. Mrs. Cowan was nowhere to be seen in the lobby, and the main elevator doors were open with work equipment visible inside. Fine, we'll ask Miss Mallory. I mean, there's no rule against the attic that I know of, Carmen said. In the cafeteria, they found Miss Mallory perched on a stool behind a work counter. She sat, her chin in her hands, staring into space. Maybe she's praying, Ira whispered. Carmen and Ira approached quietly and waited for Miss Mallory to finish, whatever it was that she was doing. Chalabred, she said suddenly, and latkes, fish or lamb? Lamb. She started to scribble things on a paper in front of her. Too expensive, she said, and crossed something out. Small portions, she said, and wrote next to the scribble. Miss Mallory? Carmen asked. May we use your elevator to go to the attic again? We? Miss Mallory looked up. Ah, you and the boy are the marvelous chef, Mrs. Winters. Ira, Ira said. This is for you. He handed her the container of bread pudding. Miss Mallory opened the box like someone might open a treasure chest. She dropped her head forward and sucked in a noisy sniff. Ah, she sighed. She taunts me. She says, you may eat, but you may not have the recipe. I know when I am beaten. Carmen scanned the plastic container, but didn't see any note that could contain such a message. Besides, it sounded nothing like generous Mrs. Winters. I think my great aunt made her promise not to give away the recipe or something, Ira said. Miss Mallory whipped a fork from a nearby drawer. The old great aunt made me promise excuse, yes. She took a bite. Carmen glanced at her phone. She and Ira had ten minutes before they had to be in home room. So was it all right, Miss Mallory? Delicious, she said, and ate another forkful. I mean, if Ira and I go up to the attic, Carmen said. Miss Mallory shook her head. Miss Cowan says I must make sure you only go to the third floor. Carmen exchanged a look with Ira. Have you ever been in the attic? Ira asked. Miss Mallory paused and then scraped the fork through the bread pudding. Yes. And did you see anything interesting up there? Carmen asked. Miss Mallory overturned a large chunk of the bread pudding. So moist and yet not gummy or soggy. How does she do it? She mumbled. Like, did you see all the antiques up there? It looks like stuff original to the factory, Carmen said. Did you see all that? I did. Miss Mallory snapped the lid back onto the food container. Come, let's get you two to class. She led the way to the elevator and opened both doors. Why do you think the school leaves it like that? Carmen asked. You'd think they'd use it for storage or something. Miss Mallory motioned for Carmen and Ira to enter the elevator. Perhaps, she said, closing the outer and then inner door. 
They have no choice. ECA is an independent nonprofit, Ira said. Why wouldn't they have a choice? The elevator started to move, the bones of the building showing through the gate as the elevator moved up the shaft. ECA is an independent organization, yes, Miss Mallory said. Blessed to have been endowed with such a property, with some stipulations. Endowed? Carmen asked. You mean the property was donated for free? The elevator leveled, and Ira reached for the gate before Miss Mallory could. He took his time with the doors. Miss Mallory pursed her lips. Does she use cinnamon or nutmeg in her bread pudding, Ira? She asked. Ira shrugged. Miss Mallory, did someone give the school the property and make what stipulations? Carmen pressed. Miss Mallory stepped past Ira into the janitor closet the elevator opened up into. She twisted the knob of the plain brown door and pushed it open. The third floor hallway, with its gray and blue tiled floor, modern light fixtures, and line of locker doors, looked odd from where Carmen still sat in the old elevator. It was like looking into the future from a time machine. Don't be late, Miss Mallory said. Ira poked at the brooms and mops hanging from hooks on the walls. I never really thought about this janitor closet before. Never knew there was an elevator in here. He glanced at Miss Mallory. Seems this school has a few secrets. If you've given away a building, how can you control anything about it afterwards? Carmen asked, wheeling carefully over the lip of the elevator and into the narrow space crowded with buckets and cleaning supplies. Miss Mallory made a sweeping gesture towards the hallway. You'll have to excuse me, she said, but my great aunt made me promise not to tell. Ira moaned, oh, come on. Carmen shook her head as she passed into the hallway. I should start packing my lunch every day in revenge. Miss Mallory patted Carmen on the head. You wouldn't last a day against the aroma of my lentil soup and fresh bread. She was totally right. Ira and Carmen went to their lockers and met up again at homeroom. Well, we know something new, Ira said. Carmen nodded. Yeah, somebody can tell ECA what to do with its own attic. There's that, Ira said. Maybe we can get something out of the librarian about it. Carmen nodded. Or Miss Mallory's great aunt. I wonder who she is. Ira shrugged. Oh, that's easy. It's the lady that cruises by the school in that limousine every couple days. Carmen stared at him. What? Are you serious? Ira looked up from digging in his backpack. Sure. My mom cleans her house up on Vallette Hill every Tuesday. What? When did you find out who was in the limo? Oh. Ira ruffled his hair. A week ago? My mom recognized the car and told me. Carmen rolled her eyes. Wendy Wells had been spreading rumors about the limo for weeks. Did it never occur to Ira to set the record straight? Carmen sighed. Probably not. But maybe he could arrange a visit to Vallette Hill. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Don't forget to rate the show and share it with someone else. Until next time, bye. <laughs>